The Holy Gospel according to Luke. Now, about eight days after these sayings, Jesus took with him Peter and John and James and went up the mountain to pray. And while he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly, they saw two men, Moses and Elijah, talking to him. They appeared in glory and were speaking of his departure, which he was about to accomplish in Jerusalem. Now Peter and his companions were weighed down with sleep, but since they had stayed awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. Just as they were leaving him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Not knowing what he said. While he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were terrified as they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my son, my chosen, listen to him. When the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone, and they kept silent, and in those days told no one of any of the things they had seen. On the next day, when they had come down from the mountain, a great crowd met him. Just then, a man from the crowd shouted, Teacher, I beg you to look at my son. He is my only child. Suddenly, a spirit seized him. And all at once he shrieks. It convulses him until he foams at the mouth. It mauls him and will secretly, scarcely leave him. I beg your disciples to cast it out, but they could not. Jesus answered, you faithless and perverse generation. How much longer must I be with you and bear with you? Bring your son here. While he was coming, the demon dashed him to the ground in convulsions. But Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit, healed the boy, and gave him back to his father. And all were astounded at the greatness of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. It is good to be here. Now, this might seem obvious to some of you. Uh, Of course, it's good to be here. It's Sunday morning. Where else would we rather be? But if we are honest and as we look around, the world has shifted. Our expectations have shifted. Our priorities have shifted. What we do day to day what we think, the changes that we have made in our lives, we have all in some ways gained new and different behaviors. And then we begin to question. We question in what we participate in and how we participate in it. We question if we are doing the right things in our life. We question about our future and what our future holds and how we are living out our calling by God. But I say to you again, it is good to be here. There are so many different places we could be on a Sunday morning. There are so many people we could be with. There are so many experiences that we could have on a Sunday morning. But it is good to be here. It is good to be here because it is Transfiguration Sunday. 
We are on the cusp of Lent and entering into this intentional time of discernment, of prayer. And we have an opportunity to be transfigured ourselves. Maybe not today, although that is a possibility, but maybe throughout the season of Lent as we walk together towards the cross. Today is Transfiguration Sunday, and we hear about Peter. And and we hear how Peter has certain expectations and experiences on the Mount of Transfiguration. Peter is with Jesus and the other disciples, and he sees Moses and Elijah. And the first thing that Peter says is, it's good to be here. Amidst of everything else happening in the world uh, during Peter's time, happening on top of the mountain, everything that, that suddenly changes for him, and he says, it is good to be here. Now, to be honest, I, I have never really thought about that before until this past week, what Peter says. I've always looked at the text for Transfiguration Sunday, and I have felt like condemning Peter, to be honest with you. Peter is at the top of the mountain with the other disciples and with Jesus, and he has this sudden experience of of Moses and Elijah coming, and and he says, it is good to be here. But then he says, I'm going to make these dwelling places so we can stay here. We can stay atop of this mountain. We can stay and experience the things that we are experiencing now. He feels this energy around them. He feels maybe a little more alive than he did before. And before Jesus could answer Peter, a voice from heaven comes into that space. It is the same voice That comes at Jesus' baptism. The voice says, here is my son, my beloved, listen to him. It's a familiar voice. It is a comforting voice. It is the voice that commissioned Jesus to go out into the world and do the ministry that God was calling him to do. And now that same voice comes and directs the disciples to listen to Jesus especially as he makes his way to the cross. This mountaintop experience that that Peter and the disciples were having is not about living in the glory of God, but it is about experiencing the glory of God. The other way that I have talked about this text in in the past is The journey down the mountain, right? After they have this amazing experience on top of the mountain, they they go down the mountain. They don't tell anybody what happens on the top of the mountain. And then the first thing that Jesus does is he continues the mission. He heals a child. And this makes a significant difference in how we look at the text. Jesus doesn't come into his glory and is transfigured and transformed into this new person and then go back down the mountain and says, I'm not going to think about anything else. I'm going to push everything else to the side and I'm just going to make my way to the cross. No, he continues 
to heal. He continues to teach. He continues to preach. I identify with Peter in many ways. Peter is quick to speak what is on his mind before thinking about it. Peter wants to do everything in his power to support the mission uh, that he's called to do, that Jesus is asking him to do. Peter is imperfect in many ways, but Jesus supports Peter in his faith. Peter fails as much as he gets it right. Peter is a disciple that, that continues to stand by Jesus. Peter is you. Peter is me. Jesus stands by each and every one of us, even as we succeed, and especially when we fail. Yes, there is joy and excitement when we have these mountaintop experiences. There is joy and excitement when we make our way back, back down the mountain and we continue to spread the word of God. We continue to find ways to support one another in this journey called life. But we can also say in the space, it is good to be here. It is good to be here today because we've had a really rough week, right? We, we've had these, these changes in temperature of having a spring-like day, suddenly getting snow and freezing rain. It's been a tough week because we get the news that Ukraine is being attacked by Russia. In the midst of this horrible news, we continue to pray. We pray that the God of peace grant comfort to the people of Ukraine and the people of Russia. That the Holy Spirit blesses and acts upon the political leaders so that they work for peace. They work for wisdom. They work for humility. We pray for all those who are working for solutions. We pray for the organizations that, that step up to support those in need, those whose lives have been destroyed by evil. We pray for all those who are providing and receiving humanitarian assistance during this conflict. We pray that our siblings in Ukraine and Russia will soon live again in God's fullness, in God's grace, in God's peace without war. It's been a tough week in some ways that, that I may not be able to voice, but that you are experiencing. It's good to be here in this place because we have an opportunity to support one another, to pray for one another. As we experience the good weeks and the tough weeks. We have an opportunity to worship with one another. And to have this transformative experiences as we pray. As we find support, grace and love. It's good to be here because we learned today that we don't always have to say all the right things and do all the right things. That's not discipleship. It's not about doing the right things all of the time. 
It isn't about going down the mountain and continuing to serve because there are times we we just can't do that. We still have an opportunity to be a disciple of Christ. And we take examples from Peter who manages to get it wrong sometimes. But also he acknowledges, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us build three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. What we learn from Peter today is our faith is not necessarily just about spiritual experiences or the spiritual highs that we get from time to time. Instead, it is taking ordinary experiences like hiking up a mountain and watching them transform into something extraordinary. It is about taking simple elements like bread and wine and turning them into something extraordinary like the body and blood of Christ. And when Peter sees this, when we see this, we see an opportunity. An opportunity to connect, to grow. In one instant, transfiguration happens. Clarity comes to those who see it, who open themselves to experience it. And then the humanity that we all experience is intertwined into the glory of God. And in that moment, Peter experiences God's grace in his life. He clearly sees how God became human in Jesus, but also how Jesus is a part of God. The good news is that we all experience that as well. We all experience that when we read scripture, when we read about Moses and how he was transformed and transfigured when he was on top of a mountain. When we read and experience how Elijah was was at the end of his life, drawn up into heaven in a single way. We experience the power of our prayer as we can move mountains. Through our prayers, we can see the end of winter is about to be upon us and spring is coming. Through our prayers, we can empower one another to stand up against evil actions in the world. Stand up and unite with one another and stand against these evil actions and do everything in our power to ensure that no one experiences war or death or destruction. Through our prayers, we can overcome anything that is happening in our life right now. God became like us in Jesus so we can know God in a deep and powerful way. My friends, it is good to be here, to see your face, to hear your voice, and to know that together as a community of faith, anything is possible. Together as a community of faith, we experience the love of God in our lives. And together as a community of faith, we are sent out into the world to share the experiences we have in this place so others can know that it is good to be here. Amen.